if you're willing and able, uh, would you just put both of your hands out right now if you're willing, if you're willing and able. If you're not, it's okay. Uh, can you guys hear me okay? Yes. Yeah? Okay. This is just this this is just a posture of I'm letting go. I'm letting go of that sin that's holding me back. I'm letting go of the finances that are worrying me. I'm letting go of that grudge that I've been holding. This is just a posture of letting go. And I'm going to pray and um, we'll go through God's word together. and It'll be a good time. But let's pray. God, I thank you so much that it's not based on our performance. It's not based on what we do. Our salvation is, is already had in the name of Jesus. Thank you for what you've done for us on the cross. But we stand here with arms open today. And we give our sin, our shame, our guilt, our iniquities, our worries, our apathy, our hatred. We give it to you. We love you and we thank you. Thank you for loving us so much better. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen, amen. All right, you guys can have a seat, have a seat. Hey, give it up for this worship team. They're so awesome. They are so good. They are so good. Thank you. And give it up for Kaylee giving me my, my stand over here. So thank you, thank you. I wouldn't be able to preach without you, Kaylee. Thank you. Um, all right, if you have your Bible, everybody go to Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6, verses 3 through 28. Verses 3 through 28. We're going through the whole story today. Daniel chapter 6. Daniel chapter 6. All right. Well, good morning, everybody. Good morning. Um, if you don't know me, my name is Francis. I, I know I look 17, but I promise I'm not. I'm not 17. I'm actually 23. Um, LeBron James here. Shout out to the Lakers going to the Western Conference Finals. Let's go. Oh, I'm the only Laker fan in Downey. Wow, that's tough. Uh, it doesn't matter. I'll stand by the purple and gold. I will stand by purple. You know, the Lakers are God's team. You know why? Because the streets of heaven are laid out in gold. And purple is the color of glory. <laughs> makes sense. It makes sense. The Lakers are God's team. And if you don't believe that, then I'm just kidding. I was, I'm kidding. All right. Well, good morning. I, my name is Francis. Um, I don't know if I'm qualified to do this today, but um, I'm here. And uh, I'm, the, I'm the youth pastor here, and I don't think I'm qualified to do that either. But God is a good God, and um, he saved me from a lot of things, um, especially myself. <laughs> um, can I get an amen? amen? Amen. All right. Well, good morning. You guys awake? You guys ready to hear the word? Awesome. Um, I'll pray. And um, Shea Bay Bay, the, the, the man on the keys over here, will we'll go sit down, and we'll go through the word, and it'll be a good time. All right, God, thank you for this day. Thank you so much for every single soul here right now. Um, Lord, I pray over everybody that um, you would speak to us, especially me. Um, Lord, I pray that we would have our hands wide open and worship to you in everything that we do. Um, Lord, would you be here? And I pray that nobody would remember my name, nobody remember me. They would only remember the name of Jesus, the name that is above all names. And Lord, as the Lakers get into the Western Conference Finals, I pray that you would help them to sweep the nuggets of the Clippers and that they would be whoever it is in the East, because the Lakers are your team. Bless LeBron James in Jesus' name. Amen. All right. All right. 
If you're not already seated, you can have a seat. Daniel chapter 6. We're going to go through the whole thing. Um, just a little bit about me if you don't know. Uh, like I said, my name is Francis. I'm the youth pastor here. So if you're a teenager um, and you're looking for something to do Wednesday nights or sometime throughout the week, or this Friday actually, we are kicking off our youth ministry relaunch. Um, we're having it out here on the line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on. Clap. God is doing something through the youth. Um, and so I would love for you to come out if you're a teenager, if you're if anywhere from grades 5 through 12, I would love, bless you, I would love for you to come out and it'll be so much fun. I promise we'll feed you and it will be a great, great time. But a little bit about me, I love long walks on the beach. I say this every time I preach, but I just love, love the beach. It's great. I had a great tan a couple weeks ago. Um, it's kind of gone now because of all of the, the pollution in the air and I haven't gone to the beach in a couple weeks, but it's okay. Um, I love basketball, as you know. I love the Lakers. The Lakers are my team and also God's team. Um, and I love to skateboard. Um, I, it's funny because from, from like my thighs down, I'm pretty fit, but above that, I'm like, I'm a little chubby. So it's just because when I, when I skateboard, it's, it's, it's all legs, it's all legs. So I love skateboarding and that's just what I grew up doing. And um, I'm a Jesus guy. And if you're not a Jesus person, that's okay. I'm just happy that you're here. I'm happy that um, you've come ready to gather and hear the word of God this morning. So, let's, that's a little bit about me. I'd love to hear about you sometime. We should hang out. And it, like I said, if you're a teenager, this Friday, we will have free food and we will have a lot of fun and Jesus. All right. Okay. Um, I want to start today by asking the question, have you ever asked yourself the question, what's next? What is next? Um, I remember when I was a kid, anybody like Spongebob Squarepants? <laughs> I or maybe your kids watch Spongebob Squarepants, or maybe, I don't know, maybe the Andy Griffith show is your year time. Ah, I'm kidding, I'm kidding. Oh, 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 God, that'll wake you up, huh? The Andy Griffith show, oh, you remember that. I've never seen an episode of the Andy Griffith show. Never, never. As soon as it came on, I'll uh, switch, the, switch the channel. I'm just, I'm just being honest. This, let's just be honest this morning, all right? <laughs> but I love SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants was actually probably still is my favorite TV show of all time. I don't know what it is, but there's something about sea creatures under the sea that talk in this place called Bikini Bottom. And it's, it's just so much fun. So I remember when I was a kid, I would always watch an episode and then there'd, this, there'd be this logo on the bottom of the screen. And after each episode, I'd be super stoked. I'd be like, oh, what's next? What's next? What's next? And there'd be this logo on the bottom of, this, of the television that said, what's next? And if we had like a TV, I'd show you the logo. But maybe if, you remember, if you've watched the Andy Griffith show, if you watch Friends or whatever you watch on TV, before you got Netflix and before you got Disney Plus, there was cable. Um, you guys don't know anything about that, the youth. And that's fine. But... There was, whatever you watched, there was always this logo on the bottom to tell you what was coming next, right? And um, this, I would be so excited as a SpongeBob fan to consume and consume and consume and consume more SpongeBob. It was good for my soul, right? It was good for my soul. And so maybe it's like that in, in, in your life. And I know it's like that in my life. Like, we're always wondering what's next. We're always wondering. What, what can I get next? Uh, when's the next iPhone coming? When's the iPhone 12 or whatever? I don't know what it, what it is. But when's the next MacBook coming out? When's the next car coming out? When's the next update coming out? What, 
is next? And we're constantly asking what is next. Um, and that's just what our American culture has taught us. That's nobody's fault. That's not my fault. That's not your fault. That's just what we've been taught in our American culture to look for the next best thing. Um, and so we've been going through a series called Breakthrough, which in essence explains how through our faith, God will bring a blessing through hardship, right? Maybe um, if you're taking notes, which I hope you are. If you're not, you're a sinner. Ah, I'm just kidding. Well, I'm a sinner too. Don't get it twisted. But we're all sinners. Um, but the title of my message is What's Next? What's Next? And so we've been going through this series called Breakthrough. And we're always asking the question, what is next, right? Like, okay, what about this breakthrough? What is breakthrough? I, breakthrough is like when you're waiting for that, if you have a problem, if you have an issue and you pray, and then you're waiting for God to come through and bring you into breakthrough to a new situation to get you to feel better and, um, and trust God more, right? Breakthrough. Like if you're going through a financial hardship, you're going to pray for, for a financial blessing. If you receive it, you receive breakthrough, right? That's breakthrough. And so we're asking always in our Christian faith, and that, those are good things. Those are good things. But we're always asking in our Christian faith too, what's next, right? So it's like, what do I do when I receive breakthrough? What do I do next? Or what do I not do or, or do after receiving breakthrough? Or what do I do when I don't get the prayer that I asked for? What do I do when, what do we do? What is next? And so today we're going to go through Daniel chapter 6, a very popular passage, um, Daniel and the lion's den, right? And um, we're going to see what to do next after we've received breakthrough or in the process of, of getting this breakthrough. Daniel chapter 6 is going to show us how to receive breakthrough. Um, so just a little bit of context here. Daniel, he's a Jewish boy. Um, he came to Babylon. He was actually exiled um, from his hometown, his homeland, into Babylon. He was exiled by the king into, into Babylon. And so him and his four friends and all, a lot of Jewish people were exiled into that land. And so Daniel and his three Jewish, his Jewish brother, his Jewish friends were exiled into the land. And so in Babylon, just a little bit of context, you received persecution if you did not denounce or neutralize your faith in God. You had to worship the king or else you'd be killed in a crazy way like being thrown in a fiery furnace or being thrown in a lion's den. So basically the, the culture of that day in, in Babylon was you compromise your faith in, in Christ, you compromise your faith in God, or you die. That's what, the, that's what it was. It was compromise or die. And maybe that's kind of like our world right now, right? If, you, if you're a Christian, people don't want to listen to you. If you've got faith, people are like, ah, I don't really, I don't know if I messed with that person. I don't think I, that person has much because it's just, it's, just, it's just transparent. It's in the air. What is faith, right? And so people are we're going through that modern we could possibly be living in modern day babylon right it's kind of like us so what's next right how do i stand firm how do i receive this breakthrough in this time of of persecution right when people aren't loving god like they used to right well as christians in america we have god figured out right we haven't figured out because what some people call this thing basic instructions before leaving earth, the Bible, right? So if that's what this is, 
right? That's what we do a lot of the times. We come to church and we expect to consume or receive a word so that if we do it, God's going to bring breakthrough, right? So what, that's what we do with American Christianity all the time. We put God in a four-step box, a four-step process, a four-step how-to box, right? And if we do those four steps, God will, will bring breakthrough, right? Life will be easy. If we just do X, Y, Z, one, two, three, life will be so easy and we'll receive our blessing, right? We'll receive our breakthrough, right? See, the car's giving me an amen. Amen. <laughs> so it should be easy, right? Am I, am I right? Am I wrong? If we just do everything this book says, it should be easy, right? Yes, no? It should be easy, right? No. Hmm, I don't know. So let's go through the story of Daniel chapter 6. And let's see what it is that we as Christians need to do in order to receive breakthrough. All right. So remember, Dan, so just a backstory. Daniel, he's, he's a follower of God. He gets thrown into Babylon. Remember what happens in Babylon? If you, it's, you either compromise or you die. You either compromise and you, you submit to the king or you, you, you're, you're done. So this is what we have to do. Okay. So Dan, there's this decree that goes out in all the land that if you do not submit to the king, if you do not submit to him um, and you worship your own God, you're going to be thrown in a lion's den. You're going to be thrown in a fiery furnace. You're going to die. And so that's what Daniel is up against. So let's start with Daniel chap uh, chapter 6, verse 3. Um, if you follow along with me, it says, Then this Daniel became distinguished above all the other high officials and satraps because an excellent spirit was in him. And the king planned to set him over the whole kingdom. Then the high officials and the satraps sought to find a ground for complaint against Daniel with regard to the kingdom, but they could find no ground. Somebody say no ground. No ground for complaint or any fault because he was faithful. Everybody say faithful. And no error or fault. Say error. No error or fault was found in him. So Daniel, okay, right there we see it. There was, there was no blame against him. He was absolutely perfect, right? And so step number one in figuring out this Christian, in this Christian life, step number one to receive your breakthrough if you're taking notes, write it down. Just be perfect. Be perfect. It's so easy, right? Like, you know who else says to be perfect? Jesus actually says, be perfect. He says, be perfect as your heavenly father is perfect. That's Matthew 5, 48. Easy, right? Super easy. So as we fast forward in the story, there's this law that the king signs. Remember this law that I was talking about, which states that if anybody that does not serve the king is going to be killed. And so the king signs this and says, this is not going to be overturned. That's like saying in today's terms, if you don't believe in Trump, you're going to go to prison. If you don't believe in Biden, you're going to go to prison. If you don't believe in Newsom, you're going to go to prison. The list goes on. That's like, that's what, that's kind of what Daniel, the severity of what Daniel and his friends are living through, right? So Daniel hears about this document being signed and let's see what his first response is. When, when trouble comes Daniel's way and he knows that he's going to be thrown into the lion's den if he does not pray or if he does not submit to the king, what does he say? It says in, in Daniel 6 verse 10, Daniel 6 verse 10, it says, when Daniel knew that the document had been signed, 
he went to his house where he had windows in his upper chamber open towards Jerusalem. He got down on his knees three times a day and gave thanks before his God as he had done previously. So step number one, in order to receive breakthrough, what was it? Be perfect. Thank you. It's great. Be perfect. It's so easy. Step number two, what did Daniel do in times of trouble? He prayed. He prayed. It's so easy. How many times a day? He prayed three times a day. Huh. Maybe it's, it's that easy. We just got to pray three times a day on our knees, angled towards Jerusalem, wherever it's at. Right? That's all that we got to do. Amen. It's so easy. Right? So this is how we receive breakthrough. This is how we figure out what's next. We be perfect, then we pray. Philippians 4, 6 says, Don't be anxious about anything, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. So never feel anxious. No. No, never feel anxious. Never be worried. Why? Are we going to receive our breakthrough? It's so easy. Be perfect and pray. Right? I'm sure most of us do that. So when we continue in the story, the kingsmen find Daniel praying to God. Um, so remember, if you submit to God, you die. If you submit to the king, you live. But Daniel's like, he's a good Christian man. So he's like, no, there's no way I'm going to back down. I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray. I don't care what they say. Daniel 6 verse 13 then says, um, here, we, here we go. Daniel 6 13 says, Then they answered and said before the king, Daniel, who is one of the exiles from Judah, pays no attention to you, king, or the injunction you have signed, but makes his petition three times a day. In other words, a kingsman is going up to the king saying, Hey, um, Daniel's actually in his room praying right now. He doesn't care what, he, what, what you're doing. He doesn't care about the document you signed. He's still standing firm in his faith. And so, step number one to receive our breakthrough. Pers uh, um, be perfect. Step number two, pray. So easy. Step number three, persevere. Daniel persevered, right? Because his first response... His, once, once trouble came his way, his first response was, I'm going to get on my knees and I'm going to pray. I'm going to go through it. I'm not going to stand back and I'm not going to submit to a different God. I'm not going to submit to the king. I'm going to submit to my God, Yahweh. Right? And so as Christians, we have to be strong. Right? We have to be strong. And if you don't stand up for what you believe in, you're weak. Right? Right. So... Daniel, as the story goes on, as we know, as we learned in Sunday school, Daniel gets thrown into this lion's den because of his faith. So he gets thrown in there, and he stands firm for his faith. And he's like, I'm not backing down. I don't care what you guys do. I'm going to pray three times a day on my knees. Pray three times a day. I don't care what persecution comes my way. That's how we have to be, right? That's how we ought to be, right? And so we pick up in verse 19. Daniel 6, verse 19, it says, Then at break of day, the king arose and went in haste to the den of lions. Um, as he came near to the den where Daniel was, he cried out in a tone of anguish. The king declared to Daniel, O Daniel, servant of the living God, has your God whom you serve continually been able to deliver you from the lions? So Daniel stands firm, he just prays, and he gets thrown to this lion's den, right? And so the, ne the next day, the next morning, the king goes... This is what I'm just, I'm just going to illustrate what happens. He probably looks into the lion's den and he goes, Daniel, you all right? I'm sorry that we threw you in there, but I, I signed a paper and 
Are you okay? That's, that's my interpretation of what happened. And then 621 through 22, Daniel chapter 6, verse 21 through 22, what happens? It says, and I'm going to call Shay up here as we close. Um, super, we're, we're going quick today. And I, I, thank you, Shay. Thank you. Everybody give Shay a round of applause. Yeah, there's yeah, Shay. Um, Daniel 6, 21 through 22. So the king goes, Daniel, I know we threw you in there. Are you okay? I'm like, I'm so sorry, but I know you didn't deserve it, but I signed the paper. And so 21 through 22 says, Then Daniel said to the king, Oh, king, live forever. My God sent his angel and shut the mouths the mouths, the lion's mouths, and they have not harmed me because I was found blameless before him and also before you, O king. I have no harm has been done to me. Somebody say breakthrough. breakthrough. That's breakthrough. Daniel received his breakthrough. And the fourth point to, to, be, to receive our breakthrough is to prevail, right? Prevail. So point number one, be perfect. Point number two, pray. Point number three, persevere. Point number four, be perfect. It's so, that's how we do it. Because in our American Christianity, we've learned to put God in a box. And so when we come to church on Sunday mornings, it's like, I'm going to receive this word. I'm going to consume this thing. So I know how to live right. So God treats me right. Because it's based on what I do. Everything's in my power. Right? Isn't that what we're saying? Because when we put God in a four-step box of be perfect, Pray, persevere, prevail. We just do what we're supposed to do, then we'll be we'll be blessed, right? Like Daniel, like Daniel, he was perfect. He prayed, he persevered, and prevailed, which means we should we should we we can do that. It's so easy. We saw it in 25 verses. We saw a man get his breakthrough. Huh. But then we quickly find out that life is not, it's not that easy. We, we quickly find out <laughs> as soon as you're three years old and you steal your sister's toy, oh, you ain't perfect. <laughs> oh, and then we're supposed to pray, right? We're supposed to pray without ceasing. First Thessalonians. Um, and then... How much time do we spend actually talking? Do we actually pray? Is that our first response? Oh, and then we're supposed to persevere, but what about when the bills get heavy? What about when your shame overtakes your confidence? How can I persevere through that? And you're going to tell me to prevail and be strong when I can't even lead my family? I can't even lead myself. We quickly find out this is not how the Christian life works. My friends, I stand up here and I'm, I'm a youth pastor. I have no idea how I got here. You're looking at a former porn addict for years, ever since I was eight years old, addicted to porn. I've been free for three years, praise God. Yeah. But you're, you're also looking at a person who, who, would, who would go to parties and get drunk in high school with his girlfriend. And then you're also looking at a person who had a problem with 
pride and also severe insecurity. You're also looking at a person who currently, to this day, still struggles with lust, who still struggles with pride, who still struggles with greed, who still struggles with idolatry. I'm on my phone more than my Bible. Like, <laughs> if you look at my track record, my friends, I'm not supposed to be here. There's no way I deserve to be here. Because God's standard is perfection, and I've already destroyed that. I've already tainted that. There's no way I could have become who I am by my own doing. I could never, and if we're honest, none of us could ever fulfill this four-step breakthrough process. Because when we read the Bible and when we come to church, we expect to hear triumphant stories like, you can be Daniel. Or you can be Paul. But this, the reality is, is I'm not Daniel in the story. And neither are you. I'm not the hero. And neither are you. Because if we could save ourselves, we would have done it already. If we could break those habits, we would have done it already. So we're not Daniel in the story. We're the king. So I'm going to go through really quickly the story through the king's perspective. Let's look at what the king did. Daniel 6 verses 8 through 9. It says, Now, O king, establish the injunction and sign the document so that it can't be changed according to the law of Medes and the Persians, which cannot be revoked. Therefore, King Darius signed the document and injunction. We all know that what did verses 3 through 4 said. It said Daniel was a perfect person blameless if you're in charge if you're a government official you would not if you're a judge you would not put an innocent man into prison so why did this king put an innocent man to die in a lion's den he made a mistake just like you and me we're the king who constantly over and over and over makes mistakes and actually let's not even call it mistakes let's just call it sin that's what we do. That's our nature. We're the same way. And so Daniel, what did he do? As soon as he figured out that, that this, this document was going to be signed to, to, so if he didn't submit to the king, he would go and be thrown into this lion's den. What did he do? He went to go pray. When trouble hits us, what do, we, what do we do? Let's look at what the king did. Daniel 6.12. Daniel 6.12. And I promise there's good news in this message. Then they came near and said before the king concerning the injunction, O oh, king, did you not sign an injunction that anyone who makes petition to any god or man within 30 days except to you, O oh, king, shall be cast into the den of lions? Then the king, the king answered, and it said, the thing stands fast according to the law of Medes and Persians, which cannot be revoked. You think the king prayed before he made this mistake? The king did not pray before he made this mistake. He just said, I'm just going to sign the thing. How many of us are like that? When we're faced with temptation, when we're faced with a trial, when we're faced with something that goes against us, we just, more often than not, if we're honest, we give in. We give in and we sign the paper. We sign and we say, I'm just going to go sin. Whatever. 
So we don't pray as much as we should. And so step three of the process was persevere. But my friends were weak. Daniel 6, 14 through 18, it says that the king just, he, he tried and tried and tried to get Daniel to become a free man so he didn't have to go into the den. He tried and tried. But he's the king, right? He has power. He should have been able to get Daniel out of the den. But he couldn't even get Daniel out of the den. Just like this king who has power was supposed to be able to have all the power to get this Daniel out of the den. But he could not do it. Just like we think I'm the king of my own life. Just like we think I'm the queen of my own life. <laughs> but why can't we get ourselves out of the problems, out of the shame, out of the sin that we're in? How can we, how can we didn't do it already? It's like the king was, he was like, oh, Daniel's in there. I'm just going to, I can't, I can't do anything about it. How many of us just say, I, I've been an addict all my life. I'm just going to stay that way. I haven't treated my wife right all my life. I'm just going to stay that way. The past three years have been terrible at home. I'm just going to leave it that way. <laughs> That's what we do because we're not meant to persevere. We're weak. That's my nature. That's your nature. And then, so remember Daniel 6, 19 through 20, when the king goes, Daniel, are you, are you all right? I'm so sorry I threw you in the den. I'm so, are you okay? It's, it's kind of like when you know you did something wrong, and you just leave it under the rug unattended, and you try to come back and, ma and see if everything's magically okay. Real quick, a funny story. Like, so the king goes like that to see if Daniel's okay in the morning. My sister, um, she's, she's like, shout out to my sister. She's on the Facebook Live, too. She, my family lives in Alabama. That's why they're not here. But um, my sister, really quick, she, um, when, when she was young, we would feed her. And we'd be so proud of her because she'd finish all her food so fast. And so what she would do is she would take her food to the living room, eat, eat, eat. And we'd think, wow, Kales, you finish your food so fast. Um, six years ago when my family moved to Alabama, we were, because I'm from L.A., but my family lives in Alabama now. My family was moving. We were packing up all these vases. I was like, let me just go look in this vase. And there was a pile of moldy old food from years ago. And so I go and I ask my sister, I said, Kales, what is this? And she goes, so do you remember when I used to say I was eating my food? <laughs> and she would spit out all the food into this vase. And all this mold just grew on top and grew and grew and grew. It's kind of like when we think that my porn addiction is not that bad. I'm just going to shove it to the side. And then now when you, when you get married, you're, you don't know how to love your wife. It just builds. Oh, and then, oh, that debt that I owe that person, I'm just going to... I'm going to be irresponsible and use my money somewhere else. And then the guilt just builds. It just builds and builds because it's unattended. 
And we don't want to look inside of ourselves. We want to think we're the good four-step Christians. We follow the rules, right? We're Daniel, right? But if we're honest, that's not who we are. We're sinners in need of a Savior. And so I'm, I'm done. I'm done after this. So the bottom line is, in order to be a good Christian, we have to be perfect, pray, persevere, and, and prevail. But, the, but the, the reality is, is I'm not perfect. You're not perfect. We're not good at praying. I can't, I'm weak. How can I persevere when I'm weak? And then um, I've, I feel like I've lost the battle because I can't prevail. How can I? And this is where the good news comes in, I promise, and I'm done. The good news is, it's actually good news that we're not Daniel in the story. It's actually good news that I'm not the hero and you're not the hero. Uh, so if there's one thing that you hear today, it's that we can't bring about our own breakthrough. There's no amount of worship. There's no amount of prayer. There's no amount of tithes I could give in order to receive the favor of God. See, this American concept of do, 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 so that we can receive, receive, receive. That's not what God is like. That's not what God is like. It's not, this life is not about doing. Life in Christ is about being. Being a follower. Being in Christ. Being a daughter. Being a son. And so if the son sets you free, you are free indeed. You are free indeed. You can't become a son. You can't become a daughter. It's what you are if you trust in Jesus. And so, Jesus, this is the good news, is that he's, we're not Daniel, but Jesus is the true and better Daniel because he's already brought our, our breakthrough. See, Daniel in chapter 6, he was perfect, right? It said he was blameless. Hebrews 4.15 says, We don't have a high priest who is unable to sympathize with our weaknesses, but we have one in every, who in every respect has been tempted as we are, yet without sin. You know who was perfect? Not me, not you. Jesus was perfect. Daniel 6, what did he, what did, 6.10, Daniel prayed. We don't pray that well, but you know who prayed? You know, Daniel, he prayed right before he was about to get persecuted. You know who else prayed right before they were going to get crucified? Jesus. In Luke 22, 41, when he was in the garden, he prays, Father, let this cup pass from me, but I'm just, your will be done. You know, what's funny is when Daniel gets thrown into the lion's den, you know what they close the den with? They close it with a stone. You can read it in 6, 16 through 17. They close it with a stone. I wonder what else was closed with a stone. Remember, so real quick, the, the king and the kingsmen say, this law cannot be revoked. And they say it three times before Daniel gets thrown into the den. I wonder, and they say, this cannot be revoked. I wonder what else or who else gets thrown into a den that a den or a tomb that is closed by a stone that cannot be revoked in three days. Jesus is in the tomb. Matthew 27, 66, it says, they went and made the tomb secure by sealing the stone and setting a guard. Jesus was in the tomb and what they and they thought death, Satan thought death 
was going to defeat Jesus. But no, Jesus overturned death. Just like Daniel was able to overturn what the king had said. So I'm not Daniel. Jesus is the true and better Daniel. And lastly, it says in um, Luke 24, 6 through 7, it says, Jesus is not here, but he has risen. Remember how he told you while he was still in Galilee that the Son of Man must be delivered into the hands of sinful men and crucified on the third day and rise. We don't have to worry about bringing about a breakthrough because Jesus is our breakthrough. So what are we going to do? What's next? How are we going to live for God? Well, I'll tell you what's next. What's next is what's already been. And that what's next is breaking this cycle of I'm going to do to receive because that's works righteousness. What's next is not just knowing about Jesus. What's next is actually knowing Jesus. What's next is we, real, we realize we already have a breakthrough and his name is Jesus. The truth is that Jesus broke through sin, death, the grave, and the gates of hell to break us from our sin and our bondage. That's the truth. So we're, we're not good, but he is. And he is merciful to receive us into his kingdom if we're to believe in him. We're going to go into a time of communion. Um, if you have your cup, I actually don't have my cup, uh, so it's okay. That's my fault. But um, you guys have a cup? Oh, cool. Thank you. And so we'll go into this time of communion. Yeah, these things are tricky. And so this ties perfectly with our message because Jesus, the, the, the bread, this little wafer that we're about to eat, that is very strange. Um, this is the body, this represents the body that was broken for Jesus on the cross. The cross that was very, very vicious. And he dies on that cross to save us when we're the ones who put him on the cross. So let's remember that, that we are saved and he has mercy and he loves us when we take this together. And this juice that we're about to drink is a representative of Jesus' blood that was shed on the cross for our sins. It was shed to forgive us and to show that and to bring us back into relationship with Him if we're to trust Him. It's not by our doing, it's by His. So when we drink this, know that you are, you are saved, you are redeemed, you are ransomed, and now you are priceless in the name of Jesus because of the blood that was shed for you and me. God, I want to thank you for this day. Thank you so much for your word that shows I'm not, I'm not good. 
but you are. Lord, through your Holy Spirit, I pray that we would know that we are sons and daughters of the King. Through your Holy Spirit, I pray that we would not just try to do, do, do to receive, but we would know that we've already received the greatest gift, which is eternal life in you. Lord, we thank you and we love you so much. Thank you for this time. Thank you for your word. Give everything up to you. In Jesus' name, amen.